Welcome back to another episode of Farmland. It's hard to look past a global pandemic when it comes to news, so we take a look at this from the farmer's perspective. Here's what's coming up. We get farmers' views at Kilcullen Mart on coronavirus. Siobhan Walsh finds out how one Cork tillage farmer feels about the next common agricultural policy. And we find out the techniques involved in how to measure grass. Tillage is a highly regulated sector. Siobhan Walsh speaks to Cork tillage farmer James Hergerty about having a level playing field on imports, challenges ahead and the future of CAP. So James, thanks for having us down. We're outside no White Church. Can you maybe tell us a bit about, there's been a difficult spring, maybe tell us a bit about your farm and how you're getting on. Okay, um, farming here in White Church uh, with my brothers Patrick and William. Um, we're all working together, mainly tillage. All our grain is drawn home here and we process it and treat it and sell direct to local dairy farmers very good. so that's kind of the the bones of our business it has been a very difficult autumn and spring mm -hmm. we got probably 50 percent of our winter barley sown so okay. it leaves uh, a big workload in for the spring to to get going and time is moving on yeah. so we'll be hoping things will pick up soon yeah and like there's there's farmers are facing a lot of challenges this spring um, now with the workload ahead, but I suppose tillage is facing a lot of challenges from other areas as well. We're probably one of the most regulated sectors in agriculture and there's a lot of things unknown coming down the line like cap cuts and we've convergence and, uh, convergence and all this kind of thing. So how, how, does, how do you think that's going to affect your farm down the line? There could be a cut of up to 19% but maybe more realistically hopefully down hopefully 5 not. to yeah. 10 or yeah. whatever. Look, it's a huge worry. Um, look, the, the, the cap payments are making up a, a, a sizable part of our income, uh, like all tillage farmers. Look, number one, I suppose, we'd be hoping that the budget is maintained as high as possible. That is the, the, the first thing to, to get, is to, to maintain the budget if possible. Mm. Um, after that then, um, look, there's the whole environmental issue and what um, restrictions could be put on us. Mm. So there's... There's, there's big worries there like and like tillage is one of the sectors that's most environmentally friendly you know mm -hmm. um the, the we have the lowest greenhouse gas emissions from what we produce so do you think maybe tillage needs to be rewarded for that absolutely yeah. absolutely um i was at the tillage conference recently a lot of people saw that like our, our carbon emissions are, are are very low um i think there's a lot of scope for tillage to work hand in hand with livestock farms even maybe mm. and import uh, similar uh, more to what you're doing here organic manures yeah mm. definitely um look we've had we say environmental schemes there that we've been in we've been in the gloss mm. and we found it very beneficial we started growing cover crops and um like it, it's working brilliant for soil structure and it has to be hoovering up huge amounts of nitrogen over the winter so T tillage has a very good story to tell when it comes to the environment. Yeah, and you mentioned maybe working hand in hand with livestock farmers, and you know there's huge regulations from the EU as regards our pesticides and everything and our, our our nitrogen use and stuff. And do you think then you know there's you have a feed business here, there's imports coming in. Do you think it's fair that those imports come in from countries that aren't implementing the same regulations? Yeah, look, we all have to we all have to compete, but look, all we'd at least be looking for is a level playing pitch, mm. like stuff coming in maybe don't know where it's coming from or what background they're using products that are banned here with nearly a generation yeah. uh, uh, not to mind the whole gmo issue um look it's just it's uh it's a bit of hypocrisy really like you know yeah. so we'd like to see something done on that we've no problem competing but 
we don't want to compete with one hand tied behind our back yeah. or competing with people who are using tools that are unavailable to us. Are beans viable without the protein payment? Questionable, yeah, yeah. yeah. In certain Look, years, I suppose. Certain years, a dry year, we can be hammered. Uh, so the protein scheme is, is vital, really, for beans. Yeah. Uh, but look, on the flip side, you can get in early with a break crop. You can clean grass weeds. Beans yeah. have a lot going from in a rotation. Yeah, they have other values, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, and we've seen yeah. it here on our farm. Um, definitely. And, and then other things then, like cover crops and minimum tillage. Um, how do you see cover crops working? It Would you like to see them in a scheme? Yes, absolutely. Uh, I think they work very well in gloss. I think gloss opened... A lot of tillage farmers eyes to cover crops they they were they were required to grow them yeah. but in our situation we were required to grow x number of acres of cover crops we now find ourselves putting in way more cover crops yeah. um look probably there should be no bare stubbles over the winter i yeah. suppose if truth be told yeah. but again look it costs on machinery seeders to buy the seed and look we have to be supported uh with a strong yeah. environmental scheme and James, on the on the cap, like convergence is an is a worry for a lot of farmers. Yeah, huge issue. Um, look, from our point of view here, we just uh, want to see uh, if convergence comes in. That to be upwards only convergence. Um, yeah. Like we we can't afford to, to to farm with the restrictions that are on us, with our payment being cut even further. James, can you give us an example of some of the restrictions that are on you here in the farm, or maybe the level of record keeping that's involved? Yeah. Um, look, the, no, the, the, the first restriction that comes to mind is our tree crop rule. Um, yeah. Like you always have to have that in the back of your head. Uh, IFA secured a derogation, a partial derogation on it yeah. for this year, but the way the weather is going this spring, it may have to be revisited yeah. again because like the clock is ticking and we're now heading for mid-March. Yeah. Um, look, after that, like, um, we have um, limits on our, our nitrogen and our phosphates, uh, PCS numbers, the record keeping mm. is, is constant all summer long. Yeah. Um, so you have to keep on top of it and yeah. you're always open to inspection. It's, uh, you're certainly working for your basic farm payment absolutely, anyway, James. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So like yeah. again, going back, we are competing against grains that do not have that level of traceability. Yeah. There's, I suppose there's a lot of challenges facing um, Irish tillage farmers, James, but the most pressing one at the minute that we've, we've no control over is the weather and the sun's the coming weather, out yeah. there now. Yeah, so yeah. hopefully um, you'll get to do a bit more work and hopefully, your yeah. colleagues will get yeah. to do a bit more work in, in the coming days. And thanks very much. No problem. Um, Thank for, you. For joining us. Grass measuring is not a new practice on Irish farms, but is it underutilised? Emma Gilsonen shows us some of the techniques involved. Grass measuring has been around a long time on farms, but it is still a really underutilised technology, which is quite unusual when you think about the numerous benefits grass measuring can bring to your farm, such as increased grass utilisation, increasing the proportion of grass in your cow's diet, and with these overall driving on-farm profitability. Today, Sean McMahon will be showing us just how easy it is to carry out grass measuring on your dairy farm. Yeah, so we're here today in County Longford. Uh, Sean McMahon is my name. I'm a Walsh Scholar based in the Chagas Longford office. Yeah, well, it's important for a number of reasons. I suppose farmers need to measure or otherwise they can't manage. So I suppose some of the farmers, what we're hearing at farm level is that farmers are growing more grass, they're utilising more grass and it's lowering the cost of production. There are a couple of different methods out there that farmers use to measure grass. Sean first took us through how to use the cut and weigh method. 
Yeah, so the cutaway method is, is pretty straightforward. Basically what the farm will do is he will enter the paddock, he will throw the quadrant onto a representative sample of the paddock, he will then shake off any water or anything that's, that's, you know, at this time of year there's a bit of, there's a bit of rain, so he'll shake off the water in that quadrant. What he'll then do is he'll cut it down to four centimetres, he'll gather up all the grass, he'll put it into a bag, he'll weigh that bag and he'll get the, weigh, the weight of that bag in grams. What he'll then do is he will find out his dry matter percentage, so during, during wet weather conditions like this, dry matter is around 13 or 14, possibly 15% in first rotation grass. So we've placed our quadrant down here, we're going to shake off the grass. And we're going to start cutting down to 4 centimetres. So to get a measurement we go 175 grams, so 0 0.175 times 14% dry matter, 0.14 times 40,000 quadrants in a hectare is 980 kilograms of dry matter. There's 0.8 hectares in this paddock, so we times that by 0.8, that gives us a total grass available of 784 kilograms of dry matter. Another popular method of measuring grass is using a plate meter. Sean explained how a farmer would use this method to measure grass on their farm. Yeah, so, so farmers that are using a plate meter, basically they can pick the number of drops they want to take on the farm, on the paddock. So say for example if a farmer wants to take 20 drops, he'll go out, he'll drop the plate meter 20 times on the paddock, it will measure the height and it will calculate the average height on that paddock and then typically whenever a paddock is grazed out to four centimetres, each centimetre above four centimetres is 250 kilos of dry matter. So if there's five centimetres in the paddock, five take away four is one, one centimetre equals 250 kilos of dry matter. Finally, Sean explained how a farmer would calculate their average farm cover and their cover per cow based on their grass measurements. And what the average farm cover is then, it's all them totals added up divided by the number of hectares on your farm and that'll give you your average farm cover. Yeah, so basically if, when you, whenever you're calculating your cover per cow or cover per livestock unit, it's your average farm cover divided by your stocking rate that's grazing. Well, thanks to Sean for showing us just how easy it is to carry out grass measuring on your farm. As the saying goes, you can't manage what you don't measure. So have a think about adopting this technology on your farm and see the difference it could have to your farm's overall profitability. Now, COVID-19, or coronavirus, has been front page news for the last few weeks. But how are farmers reacting to the escalating situation? We travelled to Kilcullen Mart in Kildare to speak to local farmers. We're here today at Kilcullen Co-op Mart in County Kildare to find out what farmers have to say about the current outbreak of coronavirus. Let's go find out what they have to say. The way it's panning out anyway, starting, I wasn't really worried at the start, but the way it's panning out now in the last, you know, week or that would be, you know, my own position is I'm, I'm, I have a kidney transplant, so I'm, I'm immunosuppressant, so I'm a little bit worried about picking up something because I won't have anything to fight it, you know, so. Uh, they seem to be stepping up their, their action at the moment, which is probably a good thing. Um, I think following, looking at the way China has reacted to it, um, you'd say that it, it needs fairly aggressive um, 
a fairly aggressive response, you know what I mean? But um, I suppose in, in a country like this where people are used to travelling and doing what they want to do, it's hard to, it's hard to lock down everything. Like in the last few days, reading stuff on Sky News and that, I've been kind of thinking that I'd nearly want to be doing, like I've dropped some cattle in here for sale today, but I'm not waiting around to sell them. There's no point in, in bolting the gate after the horse is done, like, you know what I mean? So, now hopefully it'll blow over, like in, in a month's time, we'll all be talking about it, but it'll be gone, but, you know, who knows, you know. I would be God. Like, it's, uh, it's I, I don't think the government are doing enough at the present time, and, like, they shouldn't have let the lads in from Italy on the planes, and they, they should shut down the schools, so what's two months, like, it's better to be sure, sure than sorry. Am I right? I suppose you'd remember even the time of the foot and mouth and that. Would there be any similarities between then well, and if now? If it was the foot and mouth, everything would be shut down. That's the, that's, that's, do you know what I mean? If it was foot and mouth. It's all about the money, you see. It's, it's, it's about the money in the government, the money. If it was foot and mouth, everything would be shut down this minute. You wouldn't be talking to me here. Maybe they don't want to cause panic. People panic very quick, you know what I mean? Maybe, maybe they're right. I, I, but I don't think so. You know what I mean? But people panic. Well, I am, yeah, because I have diabetes and, and my wife has epilepsy and we're getting on a bit and we're afraid all right yeah our sister-in-law works in this hospital now there's someone in it you know so. and do you think um are people panicking too much about oh, it or so yeah yeah i'd say so but you never know i'm saying it's going to be bad as the spanish flu back and a lot of people died that time you know and do you ever remember anything like this in ireland before no no i'm not that old Gosh, it's a worrying thing and please God it'll pass by and we'll do the right thing and have a bit of look on our side, keep washing the hands and I suppose it's all right. I'm not that terribly well up on it but I know it's serious enough now and it's getting a little bit worse. Cheltenham should have been called off. Now, I love back in a horse and I'd love to be ahead but it should have been called off. A serious concern and um, I think they'd want to start moving quicker, quicker on it to get um, under control before it does take effect seriously. You think they should be doing more, I suppose? Yeah, yeah, I think they need to act quicker and follow other countries. Like, Italy is serious there. It's up savage, like. Um, I think it's 600 dead now and over there or over there. I would, yeah. I'd be trying to stay away from big crowds. and Even Marts now are starting. You'd be thinking, who am I in beside? Like, but uh, I wouldn't be booking anything or holidays or trips or concerts or nothing. No, I think it's going to affect the country for a couple of months at least. But, you know, um, Especially if they don't act fast, it's going to take hold. Could shut us down completely, like. A lot of farmers are supposed to isolate from village, from towns and like the cities and stuff like that. So they're not going to be overly worried. I don't think too much, you know. And are you taking any steps, I suppose, yourself to kind of, you know, to be conscious of the coronavirus or to try and try and keep away from it? I suppose. Not really, no, no, not at all. No, I wouldn't be overly worried now at the moment. Plus, I'm not at the age where I think I might catch it either, you know. Well, it would do me any harm. I reckon I could fight it, you know. But just bring it home to the parents or something like that is the most worrying part. It's giving it to the vulnerable, you know. I think uh, we would support up with it and it'll get worse. So that's all. And, and our Minister for Health was on television last night and he was quite satisfactory and impressive. So that's what the farmers attending Kilcullen Co-op Mart's cattle sale had to say about the coronavirus and how they feel it's been handled. That's all for this week. You can find all our latest news on the Agriland app and agriland.ie. See you next week.